This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English, episode number 227, baby. Oh, yeah. In today's episode, well, we have a very strange episode today. I was supposed to record with that guy, the Hellraiser, but we know what the Hellraiser's like, don't we? So I'm going to tell you the story because that's what Rock and Roll English is, isn't it? It's all about stories. So I had agreed Wednesday to record with the Hellraiser. Everything was fine. Then on Wednesday, he texts me saying, I'm working late tonight. Can we do it another day? I said, no problem, Hellraiser. When are you free? Saturday morning, he said. So that was fine. I said, yes, perfect. Because I'm actually going out Saturday. But are we free in the morning? So we agreed 10 o'clock his time, 9 o'clock my time. I woke up early. I had everything ready. I sent him a message, no response. Then I thought, well, you know, he's not like Dan the man always on time. He'll be a few minutes late, five minutes past, 10 minutes past, 20 minutes past, 30 minutes past. And then I thought, you know what, I think maybe he's probably still in bed. And then the Hellraiser texted me saying, oh, sorry, I've just woken up. I will be ready in 30 minutes, not even now. But unfortunately, I had to go out with my brother, a big day out. I posted lots of pictures of this on social media. So the Hellraiser said, what about this afternoon? I said, brilliant. Okay, so six o'clock your time. Let's record. I rushed home, ready to record. And then the Hellraiser sent me a message saying, oh, by the way, I haven't got my microphone. Is that a problem? Hmm, let me think about that. Is that a problem for a podcast? Yes, it is a problem, Hellraiser. So unfortunately, we were not able to record, but I'm not slagging the Hellraiser off here. So slagging someone off is when you talk badly about someone because the Hellraiser gives up his time to speak to me and to speak to you. He just does it for his love of rock and roll English. But we know the Hellraiser is a true rock star and in true rock star fashion, it's impossible to nail him down to an appointment, let's say a meeting so when you nail someone down to something, it's like when you fix that time. But the Hellraiser is a free spirit, as we know. So today, what we are doing is something different. And to make it a bit more interesting, we do have a special guest who is Mrs. R&R English. Yes, she is here. I think this is the very first time she has recorded a podcast with me. She's only speaking a little bit because it was too strange to stand in the same room and have a proper conversation. But she is here. You will hear Mrs. R&R's voice today. So the idea of today's episode is that I saw something recently where in Denmark they have these human libraries. So instead of renting a book, you rent a person to tell you stories. And that's what we're doing today. You are renting me today. Although I must admit the term, for example, rent boy isn't a great term in English. I'll let you try to understand what that means, but it's not something complimentary. Um, but today you are renting me out, okay? Because I'm here to tell you the story of my trip to England, okay? Because that's what I do. I talk to you every week. Well, normally I talk to my friends with you there. You're part of the conversation. But today I'm talking just to you and Mrs. R&R, &R, who is also here. 
because that's what I do, isn't it? I talk to you about everyday things that I'm sure also happen to you. Because, for example, if I spoke about driving my Ferrari on this podcast, I'm sure it would be a lot less interesting, wouldn't it? So I'm going to simply tell you about my trip to England. I'm going to talk to you about the trip being on the plane, the COVID tests that you have to do now, filling out the documents to travel. It's not easy international travel now, not like it was a few years ago. And I'm going to tell you all about it. So sit tight. Here is the conversation, essentially kind of a with me talking to myself, but I'm talking to you, aren't I? And also Mrs. R&R. So happy listening. So here we are. I'm not going to ask myself how I am and I'm not going to say I'm always fantastic, although obviously I am, but I'm not going to be that stupid to ask myself questions. That's taking it a step too far, isn't it? I'm also not going to ask myself if we have a review because I know we do, but it's so good. I actually want to save it for next week because I want someone else to hear it. I don't like reading reviews by myself because it's the reaction I love. That's why I love conversations because it's the natural real reaction that you hear real English real people but anyway something different is always nice isn't it as we say in English variety is the spice of life so my trip to England I can't tell you this story without first of all talking about my new couch okay remember couch is another word for sofa in English okay we had ordered this months and months ago it took so long to arrive and then it arrived like three days before we left for England so we only had three days to enjoy this beautiful new couch but the story I want to tell you about the couch is the person that delivered it okay so I had to pay 90 euros for the delivery okay so that's quite a lot of money and then the man arrived and he rang the buzzer at my apartment and said I'm here So I went down, opened all the doors and I kind of had the feeling he wanted me to help him. Okay, now it was about 40 degrees. I had paid 90 euros for this. So there was absolutely no way I was going to help him. But I also looked at the man and thought, how is this man capable of bringing this couch up two flights of stairs? So two flights of stairs. We're on the second floor. Okay, and this man had to bring this couch up. And he was one of the fattest men I have ever seen in my life. You know, like when there are TV programs and it's like the people can't even like stand up. It was bordering on this. okay? so bordering on it was very close to this. And as I said, it was like 40 degrees. And I was thinking, how is he going to do this? But anyway, he brought it up and I have never seen anyone sweat so much in my life. So remember, when you sweat, it's when liquid drops from your face and you know what happened the liquid the sweat from his face was dripping all over my new couch that's just what you want isn't it you spend lots of money on a new couch and then you get a really big fat man sweating all over it now you may think i'm lying about this so let's hear what mrs r&r has to say oh the new couch is absolutely amazing uh, yeah, the man was definitely disgusting. <laughs> now, you probably thought I was joking there, but as you can see, I wasn't. Even Mrs. R&R was laughing at the end. So this is what she had to say when speaking a bit more seriously. Yeah, yeah, really disgusting. So there we have it. Confirmation that we had a very, very disgusting man 
deliver our new expensive couch. So once the couch arrived, we had to have a COVID test before we took the plane because that's what you need to do to travel from Italy to England. And something unbelievable happened to me. Okay, so we were waiting in the car because they said it will be about another 30 minutes. So we were waiting in the car and, you know, I saw this man walking towards me with a dog. They got quite close to the car. Luckily, I was inside, so I was protected from the dog. And guess what happened? The dog got a little bit closer and then I realised the dog wasn't moving. So I kind of looked out the window and the dog was pissing on my car. Now, I want to ask you, what would you do in that situation? You're sitting in the car. Someone walks up to your car and just lets their dog piss on the car. What would you do? Because what I did was... Absolutely nothing. I looked at the man as if to say, what the fucking hell do you think you're doing? He just obviously thought it was totally normal and just casually walked off and left his dog's piss on my car. So that was great. But obviously things got better when I had to pay 50 euros to have something shoved up my nose. So shoved up is when they push it with force. And believe me, when they do these COVID tests in Italy, they do it with force. It goes so far up, I think it touches my brain. In fact, the woman put it up. I felt it pretty much touch my brain. And then she said, now I'm just going to take it out. And I was thinking, don't fucking tell me, just do it. Take it out. It's really far up my nose. But anyway, they did the test for us. And then we got back in the car with dog piss on it still had our pieces of paper. We actually had a file of documents for all of the things we needed, COVID tests and a form for when we arrived in England, all very complicated stuff now. We got to the airport, passport control. So we had already passed security and all of these things, waiting in the line, in the queue, however you want to call it. And I tell you, I couldn't have needed a poo anymore at this time, okay? You know, like when you need to go so badly, you can't stand up. This is exactly what the situation was. Couldn't stand up. And then I saw the man in front of me at passport control, because all you have to do at this point is show your passport. And he then started asking about five million questions. But what about Brexit? Do I need my identity card or can I travel with a passport? Because someone told me it's after the 31st of October. What about my COVID test? Do you want to see this? And I was thinking, look, no one wants to see your fucking... COVID test mate just hurry up so I can show him my passport and then I can go to the toilet so finally I got through so I got through passport control I went straight to the toilet and oh that was terrible I was trying to put the toilet paper on the toilet seat but again like I said I was having difficulty standing up because I needed to poo so much and it happened to be one of those toilets this is maybe just in men's toilets where the toilet seat the thing you sit on automatically was shooting up this is actually a good idea because men are too lazy to lift that so it is normally a good idea but when you're trying to put toilet paper on a toilet seat and then it keeps shooting up and the toilet paper keeps coming off when you really need a poo it's not easy but anyway I managed to do it. I did my poo. We arrived in England and it was a roasting 16 degrees. So roasting means really hot. We left Sicily and it was 36 degrees at 10 o'clock in the morning, I think. And then we arrived in England at nearly one o'clock in the afternoon and it was 16. So just a 20 degree drop in temperature. 
So let's see what Mrs. R and R has to say about that. The weather was different when we arrived, but it's good for me. I don't like the hot weather. Now many people may think that's strange. Mrs. R and R is Sicilian. She doesn't like the hot weather, but I do. I love it. So as you can imagine, I was less pleased about this twenty degree drop in temperature. But never mind. We were now in England and. Boom! Ten days quarantine we had to do. Excellent. That's just what we wanted. Obviously, we knew this before we went, but then we found out if you pay more money, you only need to do five days. Now, what do we think about that? It's ten days quarantine, everyone. But if you pay more money, it's only five. Hmm. But we paid the extra money and we left after five days because we had to do another COVID test. And the difference between England and Italy in England, you do the COVID test at home yourself. Now, if I compare the COVID test I did in Italy and how far that thing went up my nose compared to when I put it up there, I just kind of, you know, touched the bottom of my nose. I don't think it's actually possible to do that. It would be like cutting yourself. It's just impossible. You can't actually hurt yourself that much. But anyway, our quarantine soon finished and I spent a lot of time like I am now in my mum's garage working. Mrs. R and R has been doing things like this. Walking through the park, uh feed the ducks, me and Lara uh did lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Was so nice. Lara is the name of baby R and R, just in case you didn't know. And obviously when I said there I spent most of my time or I have spent most of my time in my mum's garage. Obviously, that's not really true. I just like to pretend I work so much like I'm a real man. Whoa. But in reality, I was there walking as well through the park, feeding the ducks, not getting too close, obviously, because even those ducks scare me. And then we had our wedding anniversary. Our first year wedding anniversary was here in England. So let's hear what Mrs. R&R has to say about that day. It was nice. The day started with uh, Martin who opened a lovely lovely card that I have bought for him and I opened definitely nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> that is true. I feel like a terrible husband. I did not buy my wife a card for our first wedding anniversary, but let me tell you the story. First of all, Mrs. R and R and I never buy each other presents. For Christmas every year, absolutely nothing. Birthdays, absolutely nothing. This is one of the reasons I married her obviously because she doesn't like spending money and buying presents either, so it's perfect. So I assumed this is what we were doing for our anniversary. And in fact, the day before our anniversary, we were in a card shop because there are lots of those in England, card shops that sell cards for birthdays for anniversaries even things like passing your driving test even for funerals i think it's a bit over the top but anyway that's for another day so we were in a card shop buying a card for my niece actually and i said to mrs r and r we're not doing cards or anything like that are we and she said no so i thought right that's normal that's what normally happens so i didn't buy a card We woke up the next day, she had a card for me and I felt like an idiot. But luckily I redeemed myself. So when you redeem yourself it's when you do something bad and then you do something good to try and make everything better again. So let's hear what else Mrs R and R has to say about that day. 
but it was a good anniversary. We went to London. Uh, it was first time for Lara. And we had a um, great time in our lovely hotel with our lovely view. Yes, a lovely hotel, which I think was the cheapest hotel that I found. But it was lovely. This is the thing. It's not always the case that the more money you spend, the better the hotel will be. Because I did a lot of research. Do you do this as well when you have to go somewhere now you spend like hours and hours research in these places. So I found this hotel, as I said, the cheapest one, but also very, very nice, very clean, all of the things you want. And as Mrs. R&R said, with a spectacular view, we were on the 11th floor. We could see the London Eye, Big Ben and Westminster Abbey all from our window. We were so close to the London Eye that the lights from the London Eye, were coming into our room. So much so that Mrs. R&R said we had to sleep with the curtains open and everything open because it was so beautiful to look at the London Eye. And because I am a fantastic husband, I agreed. But consider this, you're trying to sleep and there are big blue lights basically in your face because that's the situation I found myself in. So how do you think I slept? And Martin didn't sleep at all. Yeah, exactly. I did not sleep at all. So although I did not buy my wife an anniversary card, I was prepared to not sleep for the whole night just so my wife would be happy. I mean, what a man I am. Hey, but then we had the best thing ever. Okay, the all you can eat breakfast. Now, is there anything better than an all you can eat breakfast at a hotel? And this was an all you can eat English breakfast. So there was bacon, there were sausages, there were baked beans, all of the big things that you can imagine. And when it's all you can eat, I think it's your obligation as a human being to leave that table feeling sick. You have to eat so much that you feel sick, don't you? It's part of all you can eat. That's the whole idea. It's kind of like I have to keep eating until I nearly die, not die, but nearly die. And that's what we did. And that was amazing. Then we got the train back, back to my hometown, Chelmsford in Essex, as I think maybe you've heard before. And when we were taking the train back, we stopped at a station called Stratford in London. And it reminded me of a story that I want to share with you. And I want you to tell me what would you have done in this situation? OK, so this was round about 2007 when there had been a terrorist attack in London, some bombs, all not very nice stuff. I obviously don't want to talk about that. But a few days later, I was at this station, Stratford, waiting for my train and my train was going to arrive in one minute. OK, and then I heard this big announcement at the station. Evacuate the station now. Evacuate the station. This is a bomb alert. And I was thinking, yeah, but my train's arriving in one minute. So can this bomb alert not just wait for one minute? So what would you have done? Would you have waited for your train or would you have ran? Let me tell you what I did. I waited for my train, got on the train and then I was out of the station, I think in quicker time because this train moves much faster than me. And luckily I survived and luckily I am here to tell you that tale. So a tale is like a story. So I hope you've enjoyed these stories. I am still in England. 
but I will be back to Italy very soon telling you lots of other real life stories of things that happened to me, but not just normal stories, rock and roll stories, obviously. And you cannot get more rock and roll than wedding anniversaries, all you can eat breakfasts, COVID tests, big fat men delivering couches. It just doesn't get any more rock and roll than this, does it? But thank you all for listening. I will be back very soon, maybe with the Hellraiser. If we can find the Hellraiser, he will be back very soon. I will see you all very soon, people. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.